Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Plot for uh, Walking Dead. Just make sure that they're turning into zombies, though, and it's not COVID, right? Because then you... Better safe than sorry. <laughs> That's freaking fantastic. Uh, so before we get going, so Wilson just broke for like 30 yards and a touchdown. All right, cool. <laughs> oh, it's not. Come yeah, on, you're, Rams you're, defense. You're, you are too much of a stressor with fantasy football. You just gotta, you gotta <laughs> just, like, be like Cody. Just, just give up. Just be like me and give up. Just be like me and give up. <laughs> Listen, I mean, you know, hey, Cody, I mean, there's still hope. I, I think Andy was. There is there's hope. no hope. There's, there's no, no hope. I'm 0 and 4. No, if no anything, if any, I, I made the comment that I, it, you know, trades are week to week. And at the end of the day, nobody knows if it, who wins in a trade until the end of the season. This week, I would say Cody won the trade, right? Because oh, yeah. absolutely. Both, both Thielen and Eckler no. went off, had great weeks. Fantastic. No. It didn't matter for Cody. Didn't make Dude, a, di- a difference. It, it didn't make a difference. Didn't but make a difference. if my other two <laughs> trades would have gone through, I would have been, I would have kicked DJ's butt this week, dude. I looked back and I looked at all the other possible trades that could have went through in any one of them, either any one of the two that I sent out besides you, Aaron, that were, uh, you know, that I submitted, uh, yeah. any, any one of those, I would have won easily, but, uh, but no, no, ah, uh, fantasy football. I wish I was uh, better <laughs> at it. I, uh, I, I wish, really, I really, really tried this year to be good. Yes. Why, why does it so ridiculous, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I, did I, you deal, see my... I deal enough with Garrett and his trolling and then Cody every now and then. Now I got you on top of it. Cody, like, did you see my, the, the image that I text the group chat today? Yeah. Yes. I, because I have the crown. I am now alone at the top <laughs> undefeated. Uh you know, rarely I don't like to talk trash. I'm not a trash talker when it when it comes to this because I've trash talked and it always comes back to bite me in the butt. And and honestly, on paper, like DJ's team should have smacked me, like smacked me hard. But you know, and and, and we we did the numbers because even with Tua going down, Still I would have won one. outright. Even if yeah. he hit his projections, even 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 if he went above his projections, he would have had to have 101 points or whatever to beat me. Yeah. Um. So I'm just you know, listen, it is a little <laughs> lonely up here. Uh, why why wouldn't dustin trade me we were both zero and three and now we're both zero and four because he didn't trade me you know this stuff's all going in the in the cast just so you guys know yeah yeah i mean i don't know why this is a good this is a good topic because (laughs) you screwed me you screwed me you You too alex you didn't respond to me at least dustin responded to me what did he respond with? Maybe. No thanks. Not interested. Mm. Period. 
That's what hey, that's after period. after I har- like harassed him like four <laughs> repeated text messages like, hey, Dustin, just following up. Hey, what's going on? And then uh, Alex, who initially responded, was like, I'll think about it. And then just ghosts me straight up yeah. after that. I'm like, OK, well, I guess I'm losing. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, remember, like even if you're giving the moon, they have like no reason to give it up to you. Like you're Owen three. They're both in. Well, Dustin probably should have. He should, yeah. The two of you should have like traded half your team for, for really, sure because you're both zero and three. Absolutely. Shake it up a little bit. Um, would he have won had you made the trade? Probably not, right? I didn't do his math, but it's probably better than what. I mean, what? He, I mean, what else has he got to lose? He's already losing. He's already going to lose, right? So right. I mean, he right. should have traded me anyway. Right. Uh, but yeah. uh, I, I was giving the world to Alex. I mean, Alex doesn't. You're right. Alex doesn't have a reason to trade with me, but I was giving the world to him. For one, for cup, just cup. I was giving him like what? what oh, was you wanted him? your boy. I wanted cup, and I and I, I was giving him like everything. I was willing to give him everything. I was like, I'll give you, I'll give you cousins, Alvin Kamara, and DJ Moore. Just give me cup. Oh, and he's wow. like, <laughs> he's like, uh. And then I'm like, all right, I'll give you, I'll give you. You know what? Color, I, you know what I think Murray. it is. What I think it is when people when you come on strong like that with a trade, I think people go all of a sudden start questioning like why you're doing that. Well, maybe rather they just look, need to look at my my track record. <laughs> right, right. Oh, three. Well, rather than saying like, hey, my team's a train wreck, and I'm lo- like, I have as of the beginning of this week, you had an 18 percent chance of making playoffs. So you can write that off. It's it's got to be under 10 at this point. I don't even know how you would ever make it unless you won out. You just you'd, wouldn't. You'd you just have to wouldn't. win out. You'd have to win out. Yeah. To make playoffs. Uh, and even then, I think it's eight and four is what you'd end up with if you won out. You, um, real, real quick before I forget, I'm kind of curious. How are you doing on your, your other league where you made out and on your team? Oh, the church league? Cody? Yeah. I'm, I'm, after this week, I'll be two and two. I won this week. Okay. So oh, you're mediocre. Okay. Yeah, mediocre. I'm just barely getting there because wow. this team sucked this week, dude. His team hey, is god awful. D's get degrees. <laughs> Man. Or so Truth. I've been told. So I've been told. Anyway, so no, football's great, man. I love football season. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. How did the uh the baby shower go? <laughs> oh, I was like, oh me? My baby shower. Uh, uh, no, was I'm not having any kids. Uh, I was like, that's oh, good. Yeah, it was it was good. Um it's all I mean, my your first, so yeah. yeah. Did you guys play games? Um, Baby I kind of watched them play games. I didn't really play games myself. Um, yeah. I did this thing where like I made DJ like drink a, a baby bottle, which I recorded. Maybe I'll throw it in the chat. <laughs> I guess <and> watch. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I I always wanted to be a part of those things too, kind of because you know it's your kid, but at the same time it's a baby shower and you've like you're a guy and generally don't go to those things. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, this is this is great. You guys want to play some magic? Yeah, <laughs> that's what we were trying. We actually were like discussing that, and then we ended up playing Magic uh, like later at night, nice. like nine, uh, which I won one of the games. By the way, it was great. Loved Did it. you? Yeah. What did you play? I played my paid my uh, my black blue deck, uh, new and improved um, theft. And DJ is not a fan of theft. DJ bought a new deck. Actually, he bought the Painbow deck. Oh, he um, bought the new one. Nice, dude. That thing is busted. It gets which, out of control. Which so one did fast. he buy? It's about a brand pain, new pain the bro pain bow. or pain oh. bow. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's one of the new commander decks for, um, Dominaria. Yeah. It's uh it's five color and has cascade and it's legendary tribal. 
or what, what tribe? What it, tribal is it? So legendary tribal, like legendaries. Oh, they're all legendaries. Yeah. So, well, the thing is, that's the route he went with it because, in addition to buying that, he also bought Joda the Unifier, which is uh, not included in that, but is a great center. Like, if you just use that as the commander instead, it, the deck is busted because you're gonna like. When you cast up, you cascade into all the legendary creatures from the pain bow deck, and then you can just ca you cast those for free, and they have ETB effect, and they all get plus one plus one for every other legendary you have on the board. It, it gets out of control very fast. Um, no, the pain bow is not actually called pain bow. Isn't that the one that was Legends Legends? There, Legends Legendary. No, no, the pain bow. The pain bow one is called pain. The pain bow. Okay, because I, I thought the all legends one was called Legends Legendary or something like that. Like it's it got a, it's got legends in the name. I didn't think pain bow was all legendaries. It has a ton. It's not. It's not a ton of. It, he's not playing it. it. It the deck itself probably doesn't have as many as that other one does. Uh, but he was playing it as legendary tribal because he picked up Joda the Unifier. Nice. Because that then it makes it legendary tribal. Otherwise, it's just like a, the Planeswalker dude who makes like big five color things. Otherwise, it's just five color fun stuff. <laughs> and then. Um, so did he yeah. win? No, actually, he lost both games. Uh, Will win one, and then I won one. So, really powerful wow. deck, though. <laughs> Hard to beat. <laughs> what did uh, What did Will run? Uh, he played his painter deck. Um, okay. The one he played yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like a spellslinger thing. I mean, Will always has a spellslinger deck. That's pretty much the only thing he has, except the artifact deck he has. But um, yeah, it's like Grixis um, spellslinger. All right. So now that we've got like three listeners left, we should probably move on to our topic for the week. Yeah. So uh, we're in the month of October, the month right before Christmas begins. And um, how dare you? How dare you <laughs> skip right over Thanksgiving and my birthday? Like you just completely <laughs> annihilated the month of November, Listen, which is by far the greatest month in the entire year. Your birthday can share a month with Christmas. It's okay. Like a lot of no. people do. A lot of no, people no, do. we do not just skip November. You can't, Cody. It, uh, do you skip November? No, no, you don't. Because I, right. uh, I think it's, uh, think it's better than December. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna have a kid in December, and he still thinks November is a better day, Hot a take. better month. November is better than December. Mm. What makes November better? Me. I mean, we got Andy's birthday. What's that? My birthday. Oh, your birthday's in there too. Uh. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, the two greatest. Of the best, <laughs> two of the best birthdays in the whole world. I mean, Listen, you, <laughs> can you argue with that? It was the greatest week ever. So much so that they had to space it out 10 years just yeah. so that these two individuals could be born two days apart. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> and then there's the there's that day you, is flying. It's great. You, you, you come together and you eat food. I mean, name a better holiday. Come on now. <laughs> you, you eat food, food and, and football. Yeah. You, right. See, food, he's making my case and for it, me. Look at and, if, and, if, and listen, games can be on. They're on TV. Yeah, but, it, if, you, but I guess my you, point is, is none of this prevents christmas from happening we're not trying to prevent christmas sure. see that's yeah, see, no, this is the misconception and... no, no, no. well yes it should not happen until after thanksgiving let's just put that out there you you are robbing a holiday right just robbing a holiday but uh, the, the misconception is that i i dislike or hate christmas that is that is not the case i think it is a season that deserves its season and i don't think that it should be rob pillaging or stealing from other seasons hence thanksgiving the month of Thanksgiving and being thankful is an important time. We should wait until that concludes, which for me would be Black Friday. And at that point, if you want to get a tree, put a I Christmas mean, do lights we, in your do thing. We really want to I think that's great. A, we want to celebrate a holiday that like just raped and pillaged the, the Native American. I mean, is that something we want to do? 
But there was a moment in there where they shared a table and ate turkeys. Right before they murdered him. Listen, <laughs> sometimes you don't skip the end of the movie. You watch it. You watch and see how it unfolds. <laughs> I'm sure they enjoyed the dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like let me let me enjoy my football. We don't skip but to football, the end of Christmas. Whoa, that, like, football. I mean, like football happens no matter what. I, you know, right? <laughs> I mean, sometimes football's on Christmas Day. I love when that happens. It's kind of cool. God bless it. Uh, football does happen every Thanksgiving, though. And being a Cowboys fan, I get to enjoy it. Sometimes, yeah. I mean, it always made sense year. for the Cowboys to play on Thanksgiving against the other team. Uh, that now doesn't make sense to be played on Thanksgiving, which is now the Commanders. Um, it's not going to be the same without the Cowboys and, and Redskins, Cowboys and Indians. Well, maybe they can play the Chiefs. Chiefs are still there. Yeah, I don't know least. how they're able to still have their name. I was just trying to figure that out the other day. Like, how does that even make sense? But it's, Was- it's Washington, D.C., I guess, because it's, you know, the capital. The month of October, Halloween month, Halloween we decided month. that we're going to pick out lore and monsters that are kind of always, I don't want to say celebrated on Halloween, but people they're, they're like staples Bitch. that people yeah, go yeah. to when you decorate, when you dress up, when you're, when you, all, all the things, Halloween movies, stuff like that. Um, they always tend to kind of surround these particular monsters. And so there's, I don't know, we said four or five different, um, set of monsters that we're going to kind of go through this yeah. month. We got four weeks. So we have, we're, we're going to kick it off with, um, Senor Frank. Oh, Frankenstein's monster. Yes. Uh, I'm curious, though. Cody, did you did you end up buying that costume for Andy? No, uh, no. I was out of budget. Yeah. And no, nobody wants to waste a budget on trash. <laughs> My budget was zero dollars and zero cents. <laughs> I was going to say, how much did that thing cost? It's not like one Target that had it still. It's like 15 yeah. bucks. I'll go buy it right now. Yeah, I think it was something like that. I didn't literally look at it. And what I'll do is I'll give it to his girls on Friday night and be like, look what I found your dad, dude. Like, yeah, <laughs> I will. I will cut your kneecaps for <laughs> dressing up like ranch for Halloween. Dressing up Tripping. like ranch, bro. That's legit. I will wear most everything, but don't make me wear something I don't like. It's like it's like me making you wear a uh, like a, an Eagles jersey or or Oof. a Redskins jersey on Halloween. I think Niners would be worse. I'm just uh, saying, maybe that would, maybe that would be horribly worse. Uh, actually, making you wear a To Niners jersey would be worse. Oh god! Even Stop though I know To was a cowboy at some point, he was. But. Yeah, he he danced on both emblems in the middle of the field. It's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. So Frankenstein, we're gonna kick it off with Frankenstein, and I think um, so. Doing the an- analyzing this, every one of these monsters or or, or groups of monsters, because I know we're gonna do mummies and I think zombies is one of them. Um, I have to go back and look, but. They have all stinted from something that has some, at least, piece of real, you know, real piece to it, right? Um, so the original writer of Frankenstein was Mary Shelley, and I believe it was like the eighteen hundreds or seventeen hundreds, something like that. Anybody right, know? the original, the original right, novel, the original Mary, can, Mary Shelley. Yeah, Mary Shelley Frankenstein. I can pull it up. Eighteen eighteen. Eighteen eighteen. Okay, so her husband was like a poet and like he wrote a lot of cryptic poetry and stuff. And then, so they, they, they met and dated in college. And then, so she goes on to write this book. Now where Frankenstein came from was not like, they didn't know. They figured that these people just absolutely came up with it. But I guess in 2002, 
a PhD um, student at Newcastle University found some historical documents that indicated that the model for Victor Frankenstein was a doctor named James Lind, who also happened to be Shelley's um, scientific mentor at Eton University during the early 1800s. So he uh, messed around with electrical impulses and um, the muscles of the body. Like, hey, if I send a shock, will it charge the muscle? Right? Like reani- reanimate the muscle. Right. Yeah. So these are dead. In- he started with frogs, like dead frogs. But he'd shock the muscle and see that the muscle moved. So he started messing around with that. Um, and I guess, well, and so I don't know if it was her husband or her specifically that he was the mentor for, but one of them. And um, so Lind was, um, he went to multiple different colleges, Edinburgh, uh, got his PhD in medical practices and uh, graduated with his medical doctorate from the University of Edinburgh in 1748. And his, and you ready for this? His main subject for his doctorate was venereal diseases. Tight. <laughs> That's what he wrote his thesis on. Nice. So, uh, and it says the reason was because he, his experience in the Navy. So you could run with that how you want. <laughs> Nobody? I, I got nothing. Venereal what, diseases. What would, the, what would the Navy have anything to do with that? I don't That's what it said, but what's, like, the first thing, what's the first thing that pops <laughs> in your mind? <laughs> Dr. Fauci is Frankenstein. Well, he's a subject for, right? <laughs> uh, I just find it funny that this guy's main, main thesis study was venereal diseases um, and that they attribute that to his work in the Navy. So apparently a lot of Navy people have venereal diseases. Gross. Happens. But, <laughs> I mean, Happens. Uh, but he went on to study scurvy. Anybody know what scurvy is, actually? I do. I do. do? What is it? Yeah, it's when you don't get enough vitamin C. Correct. That's it? Yep, which is why it happens a lot on boats. And is... And what happens? You just get super sick, right? It's the pirate disease. It's the pirate... You get super sick, and I believe you get get skin. There's something on the skin that causes problems. Uh, It's a quick Google search will probably fix this. But uh, I I know it's vitamin C. I I think it's... um, I don't remember what 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 the reason for it is, but I know that it's very popular on... for naval and boats. Well, it's good because there's nothing... I mean, fruit doesn't last that long fruit, to, when yeah. you're on a ship, uh, you know, you're traveling for a long period of time and obviously you don't have a tree on board. So. <laughs> yeah, but can you just carry like buckets of oranges? Well, they go bad after, you know, a month. Well, they right? would. I think they would. You, They would bring fruit, but fruit only lasts so long on a, on, you know, there's no way to keep anything fresh on a boat. Yeah. Back in the day. So it looks like, I mean, he studied a lot of diseases. I mean, that was his main, um, 
says uh but how does this lead to frankenstein that's what i want to know how does it lead to well he started so he, he started messing with dead bodies um and again his disease like working on a lot of diseases scurvy and things like that you know he was doing autopsies on a lot of bodies right so he was always hacking into bodies things like that and then so he started messing with electrical charges showing that the body itself can animate without the brain because the brain's where our, our electrical processes come from but he was able to charge these bodies up and they would still move and so she or her husband you know being he was their mentor experienced this right and so they went on to take this doctor dr lind and called him dr frankenstein um and it, you know, I'm curious. Can you Google where they, what, like that name must mean something? Like where they just randomly come up with the word Doctor uh, Frankenstein? Doctor. Well, it's based on Doctor Frankenstein. Is based on Victor. I don't know if it's actually like a real. Uh, he is not real himself. Victor Frankenstein is not real. All right, no, right here. So, you guys ready? No. Go ahead. Yeah, go. So, Doctor Heinz Doofenshmirtz is also known as Professor Time. Is a fictional character from the American animated television series Phineas and Ferb. He was what created by oh Dan. Oh my God, you're an idiot. Paul po- Povenmer, Povenmer, uh, and and <laughs> Jeff Swampy Marsh, and is voiced by Povenmer himself. The character was first appeared in the pilot episode of Phineas and Ferb. There you have it. Case closed. Yeah. So Ooh. enunciation what? matters. What the actual heck? <laughs> <laughs> he heard what he heard and ran with it. <laughs> Uh, I don't know where the name actually came from. I know that it's based on the fictional character of Victor Frankenstein and Frankenstein's monster based on the creation of it, right? But it, without getting too into the weeds to where we, you know, lose interest, the the there's some history to, if I'm understanding correctly, the person that wrote the book had a mentor that it has ties to this type of research where it's reanimation through electrical shock, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay. Muscles, muscles, so, and of course, muscles moving bone and limbs. Is there and anything so so that is there anything in that in that what you're reading that states that that was her true inspiration behind it, or just that she had you know because it's all we we know it's fiction, right? We know the concept is fiction. To say that no one's ever tried it, I'm sure someone has, right? Like the book's been around since 1818. I'm sure that there has been a legit try to reanimate a human through these types of of ways. I I've not dug into it enough, and when I researched what I'm researching right now. Nothing pops up and says this is absolutely true, but uh, the type of reanimation I would assume you would get from electrical shock through neck bolts or whatever bolts you want to talk about throughout the body. If it's not like a traditional, you know, Freddy or Frankenstein, like we would see uh, in movies, uh, I would assume it would just shake, assuming that it it has enough life in it. Right. Because in order to do this, you'd have to have a newly deceased body or at least parts that were uh, uh, relatively fresh. You couldn't just like rigor mortis sets in decay sets in really fast. So you can't just use organs that are like been chilling for like a couple of weeks. Like it, you got to do this just like a heart transplant in a hospital. Like they've got like how many hours to get it from one hospital to the next or to get it into another person's body inside the same hospital before that's no longer viable. Right. So my, my thought process on this, and I, and again, I can honestly say that I've never read through the book. I've only watched movies with Frankenstein and it's not like it's ever been a topic that you go back and you talk about or that, or that they break down, but it, 
does the book or anything talk about like the the feasibility of getting organs or body parts? Because Frankenstein is patched together, right? Different parts from different bot from different being. I don't think it's just one right. individual, and correct? It, right, and it's for that very reason. Like so, you know, if if you get into a car wreck, you know, there's only going to be so much of your body that's usable, right? And so it's the same concept, like you're talking about, like organ donors and and. They they get them to the hospital and how much of the body is actually going to be re, be used again. So, um, with that science coming from the you know 1600s and and even before, that doctors know that if if it's damaged too much and it, it can't be used. So Doctor Frankenstein in the book that Mary Shelley wrote, clearly he had to find different body parts. So like it was like you know people living on the street and um, you know died of a sickness and then he would take you know. Right, Maybe but they, see that that, arms to, or that to me that to me makes it even more, you know, non plausible is the fact that you would not only be able to have all these people. He's taking them parts from everywhere. That how would you keep them fresh? Like we're not because okay maybe and maybe he's not. Maybe the book doesn't talk about this this because in nice, order to, I don't know. I mean, in order to reanimate, it has to somewhat be alive. Like somewhat have the ability. Of, it's it's, it's kind of like when um, something dies or a frog is dissected, how they still twitch and their legs still twitch. Right. It's electro, electrical shocks that go through the nerves in the body and the nerves are reacting and, and they're kicking. And so it's still moving. That stops over time due, due to rigor mortis, right? Like that, that, that reaction to the muscles, it stops and breaks down. So how would you even begin to keep these parts together unless this person or a person uh, had access to a morgue and was able to get these body parts all at one time and do it all at one time? Like I'm preparing this, this scientific project. I'm going to put this thing together, but I need to get all this stuff harvested all within a matter of hours. I get it back to my, my place, get it all thrown together and then let's go. But even then the outcome. I mean, again, we're talking hypotheticals on a fictional story, but like even then, well, the, the re- how is how is Disney's brain supposedly still alive? Uh, I, well, I'm not it's saying that it's alive, but it's, it's in cryo freeze apparently. Well, obviously, obviously, freezing it. But cryo freeze <laughs> is not something that was around in 1818. But are you sure? Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I don't, I don't. When did when did cryogenic technology come out? It wasn't 1818. Wow, I don't know. So I, I get your point. Like it, you know, the feasibility of this being real in any way, shape, or form. We know it's a fictional book, right? But clearly, based on some level of ex- experimental stuff going on by this particular doctor, um, and there was there was one other. There was. Oh no! It listed that one as not a possibility. So, so Doctor James Lind based on these documents that were discovered in 2002 um, that Shelley wrote that, you know, mentioned a lot of his experiments through 1809 through 1810. I'm um, talking about dead frogs, movement of legs, shock therapy. Um, and that's how she got the idea of, of electrical impulses and lightning. Cause I guess that's Dr. Frankenstein used lightning, right? Cause as right. you said, technology wasn't there. So it's not like they had an alternator they could just pump up. So to answer the question from before, uh, cryogenic, the term cryogenic was was coined in 1894. 
So some 90 years, well, just shy of 85 years after this was written. Um, the first person in full body to ever be frozen or cryopreserved uh-huh. uh, was a professor from the University of, like the University of California, of course, uh, in, <laughs> in 1967. However, Walt Disney died and his head was preserved in 1966. So he was when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details right on the cusp of it which is probably why he bought into it so that's a full body but and even though it was coined in 1890 1894 and the term was coined but it was basically a it was a theory it was it wasn't actually in practice at that point it was just a theory that this could happen if temperatures were able to get cold enough to where we could freeze and have the, the they called it cryogenic temperatures is what they called it so there, there is no historical knowledge as to whether or not you could preserve body parts and bring them back. Uh, but it does say that they, they, as early as the 1930s, people were able to freeze things and and thaw them out and bring them back. So it looks uh-huh. like, but there, this is more along the lines of per, uh, preservations in the sense of like a book or um, clothing or uh, an airplane. If like we've seen in Captain America, right, where he crashes into the polar cap or whatever, and they find him falls and he's, in the ice, yeah. right? He falls in the ice and he's completely preserved. Right. Um, that, of course that's far fetched, but the idea is that, that if you were to find a book that was frozen in ice and you were to thaw that out slowly rather than fast, that you could actually restore something back to what it was because nothing had penetrated in. Therefore there would be no, no, no rot or decay. So the, in theory, cryogenics makes sense, but doesn't mean that it would it would come back to life. So the first full corpse, the four full corpse to ever be frozen was in 1967. Uh, body parts, it looks like it is early as 1930s. So again, in theory, at least, at least on written you, record, on written record, yeah. But so I for mean, 30 years have, prior, it's possible somebody was doing this, trying said, it out, seeing what you happened. You said 30 years prior, 1818 is when this book was written. So you're talking about a hundred years. Well, no, but you said 1830. They were already freezing stuff. No, 1930s. Oh, 1930s. We didn't get to we didn't get to the technology until the 1900s. Well, maybe yes, it just wasn't the, on record. The theory, the That's theory the of cryogenic jump. Theory of cryogenic yeah, wasn't nothing. even wasn't even coined or talked about until the late 1890s. So this would be something that would be way ahead of its time, if possible. Which in the, in turn would be a really cool theory if it was in the book, but it's not in the th- book. We're we're just trying to talk about the possibilities of what it would take to even get to this point. 
Anybody read the book, the book or watch the movie? Uh, so I've never, so I watched the movie, but I've never read the book. And if I understand correctly, like what we were saying earlier, the book really goes down this line that he would take homeless people that have died or people that ha- that were well, forgotten. I, forgotten. I think he also, did, I think there, there was like a, uh, cause he was a doctor of science and he was mm-hmm. the Dr. Frankenstein himself is what I'm talking about in right. the book. Uh, cause I'm pretty sure that the movie is based closely on the book. Um, and if I remember correctly, he was also getting a lot of parts from, um, um, like cadavers that were coming in for study, right to the to the college that he. I think he was a professor oh, at the college, no. right? So I looked it up because this is uh, when you start typing yeah. it in, Google's like, "Oh, hey, yeah, somebody searched this before." Victor Frankenstein collects body parts for his monsters through body snatching. So even though he yeah, was, so he, he, was body he wasn't yeah. a, I don't know that he was actually a real doctor in the book. He would go to morgues and no? snatch bodies that were dead. Okay. So it was more, he would steal them from was, morgues was, and, and, and institutions at the time. It was a gruesome practice at the time. It said he collected them from channel or charnel houses, which is essentially morgues and uh, funeral homes. That's terrible. He also said it, it also says here that he stole uh, animal carcasses, so it was not fully human. Yeah, so we got a pig, pig heart in there. No big deal. There, easy. But see that that's easy to come by, man. If you can pull that off, hey, you're talking about animal human hybrids here. Now that's that's leaps and bounds. Yeah. See. <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> I love how you immediately go to see plausible, <laughs> plausible. Uh, no, no. No. He was a known man of science that had access to morgues and dissection laboratories. Yeah. So crazy. I mean, crazy. I mean, okay. Oh, look at this. Look at. Go ahead. He had access to body parts. Uh, I mean, again, he'd also have to sew them all together really quickly. And then there has to be a storm or something for this lightning bolt to happen. Because I assume that's what, again... The movies that I've seen, it's always been storm lightning rather than him creating lightning out of nothing. So it looks like there was another doctor, and he may have been working with Lind. But uh, scientist Luigi Galvani accidentally reanimated a dead frog. So he was dissecting this frog, um, and then his experiments required him to use an electrified scalpel. He discovered that when his electrified scalpel made contact with the frog legs, it made the muscles jump and twitch. He theorized that instead of the body, there was uh, animal electricity. Or inside the body, there was animal electricity. While this was disputed by Italian scientist Alessandro Volta, um, his, his discovery stood. The sensation was later named the galvanic reanimation. So... I want to see what this reanimated this is, frog looks this like. Is a, this, oh, this was 18th century, so this was 1700s. Mm. Uh, I don't think they had video back then. Mm. Um, but I mean, like, reanimate, are we talking about, like, making the frog jump? Because there's oh, a difference between reanimation and, Galv- like, actually being, con- like, somewhat cognizant of what you're doing. Well, that's, Frankenst- I mean, yeah, the, the, but Frankenstein's monster wasn't really cognitive, was it? I believe he knew what he was doing. I, I mean, we, I don't think it's traditional like what we see now where Frankenstein can talk and have a whole dialogue, but maybe not. Maybe maybe it was just autopilot in the book. I don't remember. What were we going to say? So his nephew, uh, Giovanni Aldini, um, who was inspired by his uncle's work, 
decided to pursue it further and experimented with reanimation with larger animals like oxen, dogs, and eventually human body parts. His work went on to earn an expansion of his uncle's title, Galvanism. Well, I mean, we're uh, like we're like really closely talking about a, zombies ooh. here, right? So zombies is viral most of the time when we talk yeah. about zombies. Right. That's more viral. And I know you mentioned that as another podcast, but really we should do a lichens and werewolves over zombies. Oh, so I, I think we can. Werewolves, yeah. I think so we, we can we'll kind of touch yeah. a little bit of zombies here. Um, this uh, the concept of like reanimation, like out, outside of the zombies from viral infection, which is pretty much all the zombies we've ever seen so far have been based on this idea that it was a viral infection because if they infect one another, they would reanimate each other and then bring it back. It's not like a one-off. So the idea of Frankenstein being a zombie essentially is a zombie. If we're going to go there, right? He's body parts or was a living organism at one time, or at least pieces from another organism. He's brought back to life. But what does he do to sustain? Like, does he have a stomach? Does he eat? We don't, we know he doesn't talk from, from the most part. Like it, it's a reanimation to that sense. Um, I don't know, man. Like, I think so you have a, go ahead. So, I mean, we, yeah, I, I mean, we could throw just because we're talking about reanimation and, and, and Frankenstein and with those zombies in, cause we definitely, we only have four weeks of, of October and I've totally spaced werewolves would be, I think, uh, I mean, I think fantastic. it's a must. It's I think a, must. it's a must to have werewolves and lichens. Yeah, like that, that, for sure. That's huge. Yeah. Um, so let's throw zombies in. I mean, I, the funny thing is I started to type, you know, what is the origins of? And the first thing that popped up was zombies. That was yeah, well, first, like that part of the reason crazy. I brought it up, too, is because as I'm searching stuff about Frankenstein's monster, they referred to him as a zombie. I mean, he is a reanimated living being, even though he's not a solid one creature. Um, he's green. He's kind of got the whole thing and he's reanimated in the sense that like you would see from a traditional zombie. So he may be the first zombie that we had ever seen as far as written in a book, uh, but a traditional, he's not traditional reanimation. He is more manufactured. Like he was brought back to life intentionally as opposed to an outbreak of something. Uh, and if we're talking plausibility, like Give me outbreak virus zombies over electrocution, bringing body back to life. Like, even though I don't think that it's possible to reanimate a body in a sense that we get a parasite or something that kills us, but allows our body to still be active enough for the body to not necessarily process and still decay, but at the same time be alive long enough to maybe eat brains. Hey, I'm on board with that concept. I think that it's plausible to say that zombies could exist over electrocuting a body and bringing it back to life. Well, and, and back and, to and, life is a, is a is a is a loose term because really it's not back to life. It's more like getting up and walking around. Right. And, and it's like the most recent. And I know we've mentioned him in the past. And I think Cody said his name is Florida Man. Is that the Florida one? Man there? Yeah, I did. I did say Florida Man once. Is, but <laughs> is that the is that the basalt guy? That's uh, anybody from Florida it, that gets mentioned in an article on uh, the news. So yeah, a couple of basalt people. Yeah. So we <laughs> So the guy that ate the basalts and basically he was ate not them? was he, Yeah, he swallowed I'm basalts. Pretty sure he ate basalts. That's what all this was about. And I thought he like snorted them or something. What's is uh, that any better? I mean Dear God. What what happened, what's the difference? It? One goes like one thing in your, in your bloodstream. <laughs> Which one is it? I, I, and I'd be surprised both, that you both know this. <laughs> they both go to the same the same place. 
worse or better is a suggestive, suggestive term. Uh, one gets it to the brain faster. That's the way I look at it. So I, this was like early 2000s, I think, right? When this uh, happened, when the guy was on the floor to overpass or off ramp. See, the guy's you guys... Face. You guys stop. Right. You guys stop and read these things. I read them and I go, "Dude, it was all uh, over the news. There was like live copter. I remember they were like, oh, the cops just shot him four times.' I'm like, yeah. I was work. I was working, and I'm watching, and the TV was on. Um, and I just remember it was like it was hey, live TV everywhere. News. I stopped yeah, watching but, the news after OJ got off. It wasn't worth it. But this was this like interrupted shows, if I remember correctly. It was like one of those things where it was like, uh, we bring you live First to the off, live copter, and they show all these cops, and they're like, he just, they just shot him for like the fifth time, and he's still eating the guy's face. And everybody's like, what the heck? I knew right then and there, like, we got to ready. We're ready what for the year, zombie What apocalypse. year was this? Oh, man, I can look it up. So, because I, I haven't had cable in years. So, I don't, who watches the news anymore? Eats. Oh, there's still a video. It 20, it's got to be 2016, maybe 2015. It was the last time I had cable. Look at this video. Naked man chews off guy's face. CNN video. Dude, that's nasty. <laughs> uh, nasty. Man, I can't find what year it was. I'm pretty sure it was like 2004, I believe. <coughs> um, and they did. Well, so the news or whoever, you know, when they autopsied the guy said he, he had what is called bath salts. Um, where you is the date? You can't make anything nice for people these days. You give them like some bath salts and they eat it. You, you know, leave your laundry detergent oh, and some kid eats some Tide Pods. Like, what is wrong with today? Those things just, look good. <laughs> that oh, is they you eat like, a lot of those? They're like good candy. They look like kid candy. Oh, they they're just stop. Stop. Like Is that what you think when you say you're denying that they look like good candy? Cody's gonna eat faces. Okay. I, I, arguing to your point, they should not make them as appetizing as possible. Thank but at you. the same time, they're not appetizing. They, 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 they look clearly appetizing. don't smell like candy. They're they they've got a powder not, on one side I'm, of them. Like listen, people not are not eating listen. No, people are not eating these by accident. Right, I understand that. No one's going. Ooh, that looks delicious. Let's put it in my mouth. Well, that's They're an like accident. an that's idiot. Not, you're actually eating that on purpose at that point in that scenario. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're idiots. <laughs> we I won't disagree with that. Instantly, instantly can see how our society is falling apart. If anything, if anything, whoever's behind the idea that we need to dumb down society has has succeeded. Has succeeded full force. Because we no longer have enough brain cells to put together to prevent stuff like this from happening. And if I'm being real, this is not me being sick or demented in any way. Maybe we let them eat it. Like Dude. the people that want to wear masks in their cars when they drive around and eat Tide Pods and all that. Like, that's how the zombies are going to start. I mean, this dude ate basalts. Yeah, Next but listen. You know, he's eating some homeless man's face. But listen, uh, listen. They shot him four times. They, okay, well, I don't think that the that's bath the part salt, of humanity. I don't think the bath salts contributed to this insane person <laughs> eating someone's face. I really, I really don't think those two things are related. Oh, and, and well, they should have okay. shot, shot him in the okay. head, right? They shot him four times in the well, body. I don't think police going. officers should be shooting people in the head yet. What? I mean, I, no, I don't know. No, he was a zombie. We're, like we all know no, how do you kill no, zombies. No, no, Let's no, talk no. about this because we got to talk about this. We're doing. You monsters. don't headshot. 
Police officers what? do not headshot. Yeah. Not How do you kill a zombie, though? How do you kill we're a zombie? Not, but we're not in the end times. This isn't a zombie. This is some <laughs> idiot that probably had one point in time had a fantasy about shooing someone's face off, got high, and decided to do it. All right. Let's be real. That's, that's really what this is about. It's some dude that has some weird fetish or something or or like has a, a, a crazy like – you know, love and desire to be a zombie one day. I don't know, dude. People are weird. We just talked about what was it, fluffies or whatever they're called. Uh, <laughs> uh, dude, stop, Furries. okay? Like the fact that people do this stuff. Like we don't even have to have an explanation for why some dude chews someone's face off. But as it stands today, officers are not trained to shoot someone in the head unless they're a sniper. That's another thing. But generally, they're not. Tra- you know, they're not trained to shoot people in the head because that's you. You don't go for a kill shot. You go to sustain the person, unless it's in defense. I, at that point, would say that an officer, at most cases, not but, all cases, but, see, but that's, would unload so if their we end up, If we end up in a zombie apocalypse, that's how it's going to spread, because nobody's going to take the kill shot. Well, listen, and I think it'll next, be pretty obvious if we're in a zombie apo- apocalypse. It won't be one dude chewing someone's face off on a freeway. That's where it starts. Now the kid, they, now all these kids are eating but they killed them. Tide Pods and... Like they killed yeah. them. They took them down. They took them down. Yeah, eventually. At, at the end of the day, the point I was trying to make is, is that I, I think these are the type of people that you just, you, as this. long as they're not chewing someone's <laughs> face off, you just let them, just let them, Look, let them take themselves out. Listen to this. The officer uh, immediately drew his gun. The cop ordered Eugene to stop the attack. Eugene ignored his command and even growled back at the officer. <laughs> mm. Could you imagine being that officer? Like. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just it'd probably just be another tuesday for them you know uh, maybe maybe, maybe right <laughs> like another day in you, miami and yeah. before they took shots of this guy you know they tased him right so this guy's like juiced up on bath salts which i'm surprised we haven't seen more people get high because there are, there are people out there that are probably hungry for a high like this but it's it says bath salts no, have, have, uh, have become increasingly popular in the miami party scene and they can trigger extremely violent outbursts yeah, that's cool. apparently, apparently they, like, they have a desired uh, cheekbone effect. Is what they want. They want some of that cheek. I think that's. Uh, I think if that's a placebo. After that news story came out, nobody's like, oh, "Let's do bath salts." I don't think they actually do that. <laughs> Let's bite each other's faces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, I don't. So it's just my my how Frankenstein has become about bath salts. Well, it's, Frankenstein it's more was about boring. Re-animation. Frankenstein is boring. That was boring. Yeah, this is a real life well, zombie, right? I, no, I think the ties back to zombies is fine for Frankenstein. So, like, <laughs> the, 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 and the Frankenstein story is a bit boring, and it feels like it's been a bit played, um, played out a little bit, and it's kind of hard to revamp it into something new, like a new story now. Um, or not really a new story, but to, like, reinvent it in a new movie or a book or anything like that, because it is, it is what it is. The idea of reanimating something through electrical shock to where it has some form of like life afterwards uh, is silly. I think it's just silly. I think it was probably a really cool concept and story back in 1818 when we didn't really have but three brain cells to put together, um, with the exception of a few people, including the author that wrote the book. But, uh, you know, I think it's more or less just a fun pastime when it comes to Halloween. I think it's fun to think about Frankenstein and the Frankenstein's monster, but like you're not even scared of Frankenstein's monster. No, he's nice. He's a nice he's guy. Nice. He looks nice. So, and if anything, he's slow. So some of the, some of the back on zombies, by the way, back to be real quick on zombies. It, it comes from like Haiti and the Caribbean and like Brazil, uh, South America. 
where that's where Voodoo, it started. That's the predominant. No, it it started. The main origins was ancient Greece, um, but it was really just folklore at that point. Where people actually reanimated or appeared to reanimate was later in Voodoo um, religious culture, and again Haiti, Caribbean things like that. Where there are these things called bokers, um, which are they're a Voodoo pra- practitioner known as a boker. And these bokers would use herbs, shellfish, animal parts, bones, other objects to create concoctions, including something called zombie powders, which contained tetrodoxetin. Tetrodoxetin. Blah, blah, blah. I can't (laughs) say it. Anyways, a deadly neurotoxin found in pufferfish um, and some other marine species. And there were some different cases where, like, in 1997, um, a Haitian woman was buried and then three days later seen walking around. Um, they admitted to a hospital and it's possible that she was served these, these neurotoxins that actually it goes, back, sense, further, it goes back further than that too. For re- for, uh, yeah. for stated reanimations. Yeah. Or are we just talking about zombie absolutely. culture? No. Cause Jesus told Lazarus to get up and, and that walk was out. Done. That wasn't a zombie, though. He was. I know. Was, I was. I was being. I was <laughs> no, he was. That, that's literally a zombie. What do you mean? How's that not a zombie? Uh, if, no, if no, no, that I want Aaron, is I want Aaron the to tell me definition what? of reanimation. I want Aaron to tell me why that's not a zombie. Uh, I mean, I guess. You know, well, but he but was I, like he was like a, he was like alive, alive again. He was like, "Hey guys, what's up?" Yeah, he was. Back? He was undead. He he was, he was back a, to life. He was undead. The only thing oh. that that Jesus did, which was even a step further, was is he gave him perfect reanimation, which allowed him to come back as he was before and restored. Right? But no, he still smelled bad. He smelled awful. Uh, I'm assuming <laughs> there's a story about that. He was dead, dead. He was done. He smelled <laughs> terrible. He was a zombie. I would, I would, I would imagine because it doesn't specify smell, but I would imagine yeah, after does. three days dead, does it? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it talks about how they they say don't go in there because yeah, it, it's, he smells awful. It told it said that they're like he smells. Oh well, awful. no, no, no. I'm talking about after his reanimation. I think they're t- specifying the fact that he had been up. dead for three days. Of course, he was dead, right? I'm talking about once he was fully restored. I would assume the clothes still smelled. They don't really talk about him specifically smelling after the fact. They talk about him being dead, not to go in there because he's been dead and it stinks. Yeah. But I'm talking about like a restoration. Yeah, I'm sure his clothes were were, were stank. Uh, but he was fully restored, but I, I actually, Cody, I, I'm agreeing. I, I think that's in its, in its term, it's, it's reanimation. It's not necessarily like he reanimated everything to where the brain cells worked and he has no desire for brains and that he is who he was before he was in perfect restoration of what he was before. But that's a zombie. If I've ever seen one, hundred percent, this is zombie. This is like, there's a whole, there's a whole piece in this article by the history channel where it talks about zombies in the Bible. There you go. Mm. Mm-hmm. Talks about the bones mm-hmm. coming, reanimating. Mm-hmm. So does that mean that it's it can happen? So let, let's finish off on that. Can is is reanimation plausible? Can All right, we have a, Can we have a zombie apocalypse? Reanimation are as they are two different things. I know, but I'm I'm throwing that secondary piece in there. As in the Frankenstein lane, no, I think it's possible to get a body to potentially move, stand up, jump around. I think that's even far fetched, but I do think that if given enough 
research and money and electricity, you probably can make a body do anything you wanted it to do. Uh, but I don't know that it would be anything other than the muscles and the body and the nerves reacting to what you're doing to it, not really bringing it back to life. Now, I did read an article on here that said that they have been able to reanimate brains, meaning that brains that were essentially dead, they were able to reinduce things into them. It doesn't mean that they're bringing it back to what it was before, but essentially restoring it back to what it what its form was from before. You have no real way to know if that that brain has retained any memories, if that brain has any you know capacity to walk or move or do anything anything in the body. But essentially, they've been able to restore a brain back to its fir- former form after it's been deceased. That being said. I don't know that like you could say that there's no like infectious parasite that can't take over a body and reanimate it in a way that would be something similar to like a slow zombie we've seen in those old day of dead movies. Right. I don't yeah. think we'll ever see anything like a war war Z, whatever it's called. The one where they're like the, the zombies super are like they, super like, fast and, and whatever. I don't think we'll ever see it um, like Shaun of the dead or what was day of the dead. The newer one where he had the guy at the gas pump is like, controlling all the other zombies. I don't think you'll ever see anything like that because that's a brain level that'll never get to it. But I mean, to say that there, and, and, and to Cody's defense, again, zombie apocalypse is different from a zombie being reanimated. A zombie apocalypse is, is that it is a widespread fast acting like virus that is bringing everything back to life. Uh, a zombie being reanimated, you know, could be a one off. Sure. So I want to change so my question. Cause plausible, I hear yes. plausible, yeah, plausible that it could be reanimated through virus. Not okay. plausible through electricity. Real quick. If a zombie apocalypse happens tomorrow, what's the first thing you do to prepare? Grab a sword, sword fight someone to death immediately. <laughs> hey, hey, and I know we're ending here, but I went yeah. to first Monday over the weekend and I saw a table and there was four katanas and I looked at Julia and I went and she looked at me and went, fight like men. I went, fight like men. Yes. 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 No, I agree. I think a uh, sword is, is, a, is a must. Uh, yeah. Katana is a good choice because it's long, super sharp. And you look really cool carrying it around. And it, it doesn't um, take as much energy to swing it. No. I mean, we live in Texas, so there's plenty of ammo. Right. Um, and, uh, and, and and animals to eat. So I think, you, you know, I, listen, first off, you make sure none of anybody in your house is uh, is looking a little peckish. Yeah. Well, that's looking a little, you know, a little under the weather. That's my, that's, that's my last question. Because, we, okay, so we're all going to prepare, get swords. We're going to get some food. We're going to stock up. We're going to get ready to rock. Okay. Real quick. If your wife is a zombie, what do you do? Well, babe, destroy her. <laughs> it's been real. But as much as I love my wife, I, love I feel like there's no one else that should do what what needs to be done. Yeah, it should be. You. Um, and what should be done is you take the the sword and you do an upswing. Wow. Right? So, you, so that when you end, you end with like a really cool pose. <laughs> I'm glad that that's important. You should, you know, you slice her so fast through the middle midsection, and then you end up on the other side of her. And then, as you put your sword away, like the top half of her body slides off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then you, go, you were in an anime, but this is real life. And you say, "Oh my, oh my, so do you do you do that and then you just finish with I love you? So my wife's like, you'll never do it. You you wouldn't. I'm like, I don't know why you wouldn't want me to. Like nobody wants to live as a zombie. And I understand that's kind of an oxymoron. Like you don't live as a as a zombie. Your body no, you're is right. Yeah, you're, you're already, already gone, gone. Right. Your soul's gone from the body. But no, I would like. Hey, if if my wife's turning into a zombie, like I'm gonna put her out of her misery. We're gonna move on. I would do that for anyone. I'd do it for any of you on this call. I'd expect the same. Yeah. I'm no hesitation, bro. No hesitation. Do what you gotta do. You're getting capped. Yeah. Do Domed. it. Do what you gotta do. 
So cool. So it's good to know. So we're all going to kill our wives. Fantastic. Well, I mean, if they're already zombies, they're already dead. We didn't. Right. So that's the other thing is, is that you're not really killing your wife. Yeah. And we got to protect our kids at the same time. So, right. You know, and if I don't do it, someone will just shoot her in the head. And I don't want to give someone else that pleasure. That's my, I also don't want to find my (laughs) wife like years later, like locked up in a barn so that when I open it, she comes out all decayed. Like that just listen. Yeah. I don't want that. I don't want that to yeah. happen. I don't want to be the plot for uh, Walking Dead. Just make sure that they're turning into zombies, though, and it's not COVID, right? Because then you better safe than sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's freaking fantastic. Anyways, right. that's it. Twisted World fam, happy Halloween month, and we love you. We're out. Peace Oof. out. I scared him. Ridiculous. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.